Welcome to the True Grit Strength Podcast. I'm Ryan Steck. And I'm Rachel Geiger. We created the True Grit Strength Podcast so that we can share our stories around how strength training changed us for the better and helped us to discover our athletic potential, develop grit, and pursue growth in all aspects of our lives. It's through our stories that we hope to share with you that regardless of where you are or where you've started from, you can build strength and athleticism in all ages and stages of life despite loss, injuries, or setbacks. So how do you make a comeback to the gym when the odds are stacked against you? Tune in to find out. Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 33 of the True Good Strength Podcast. Oh, nice. Happy Sunday, also. You're probably not listening to this on a Sunday because you're probably, we're doing other things. (laughs) Or maybe more fun than listening to a podcast. I don't know. I listen to it every Sunday while I'm meal prepping. Nice. Um, As promised, I uh, researched ways to introduce a podcast episode. And um, that was one that I found. And 33 just happens to be Ryan's number. Yeah. Like whenever you were playing sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of perfect. Yeah. Yay. Which I also think kind of goes into the theme for today or the topic we're going to be talking about, which is creating a daily movement practice and what that means, which basically is just a really fun way of saying incorporating more activity into your day. Yep. Awesome. So I sent out an email to my list earlier this week about this, but I thought the podcast would be a great opportunity to kind of like expand on the idea. Um, And for those of you who are not on my email list, then you didn't see it. So this will all be new to you. Um, But, you know, I've been uh, learning a lot of stuff lately about just like the inactivity sort of crisis. It is kind of a crisis that maybe sounds extreme, but it's not Um, in the U.S. right now where people are not meeting the physical activity guidelines um, set by the World Health Organization or uh, the CDC. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about that today. Um, in one of the classes I've been taking, uh, recently to prepare for a mentorship that I'm applying to, um, it was stated, which all of these videos were recorded during COVID. So, um, one of the facts that I pulled from that course or the webinar was that only 5% of our population is currently meeting those recommended physical activity guidelines, um, set by the, the CDC. Um, I tried to find that exact piece of information online and yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, um, we, we did a little bit of looking and we were like, we can't really find that. So what we did find, however, um, is like a data set back from 2018. Um, so obviously different time period, different circumstances, like this was pre um, pandemic, but, um, that fact was that the percent of adults aged 18 and over who met the physical activity guidelines, um, for both aerobic and muscle strengthening activity was about 23%. Right. So if that's from 2018, then I'm assuming that obviously that's not taking into account, uh, COVID and people being in quarantine and just generally less active due to the pandemic. So it's possible that that fact about the 5% was more recent in terms of like all the stuff that's been going on, um, in 2021 and people having a harder time, you know, getting their physical activity in. Totally. And either way, I mean, 5% and 23% that there's a significant difference there, but it's still a really low number, no matter how you kind of break it down. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about the physical activity guidelines, like how much physical activity do adults actually need? Um, and that number, again, pulled from the CDC, and we're going to post all the links to all this stuff in the notes section of the podcast. So if you guys want to look into this on your own, you're more than welcome to. Um, but physical activity guidelines for um, from the CDC says that it should be around 150 minutes a week. Um, and that 150 minutes can literally be broken down however you want. So that could be 30 minutes a day, uh, five times a week, or, you know, if you do tend to do longer workouts, like if you're strength training twice a week and those end up being, you know, an hour each, that's already 120 and you go on one 30 minute walk and you're done. So you kind of depends on, you know, how you want to divide that up based off your schedule and everything. Um, but the whole idea is that, you know, right now, especially obviously in quarantine, um, and even not, I guess if you're working at a desk job, um, and you tend to be at home or you tend to be sitting at a desk for a lot portion of the day, um, this is usually why, um, also just in general about how our culture right now is very, um, convenience based. Yeah. We can literally not leave our house ever and right. have things delivered, mm-hmm. have people do things for us, yep. um, work now, um, so that we don't have a lot of reasons to move. Yeah. And leave our space. Yeah. And leave our space. So what we kind of wanted to talk about today um, is just like kind of breaking it down to the to the very basics a little bit. And like, I know we talk a lot about weight training um, and stuff like that on our podcast, um, but I kind of want to like backtrack a little bit and just talk a little bit about why, you know, if people are not meeting these physical, physical activity guidelines, um, you know, there's a lot of barriers that are at play there Mm -hmm. right for a lot of people and so we recognize that and one thing that I want to be very conscientious of on the podcast is that we talk a lot about our own experiences and how we tend to stay active but that's just literally one way and we're kind of speaking from our own experience to share that with you so that you can kind of see what's possible but I also recognize that like that what works for us might not work for you um, or it might not interest you but that doesn't mean that there isn't something out there that you can do to stay active. And so we're going to kind of backtrack and like show some different examples today um, and talk about, you know, with there being a lot of barriers that keep people from being physically active. um, And we're, you know, assuming that we're kind of just like starting from scratch. Sure. Like what are some ways that you can start incorporating more movement into your day in a very, very low effort way? Um, So that's kind of how when I say like creating a daily movement practice, that's kind of what I mean. I don't I mean that it doesn't have to be like a scheduled workout like. Right, right. Ryan and I have been talking a lot recently about mindset and like our last few episodes have really centered around that. And we were thinking today, like maybe we need to just bring it back down to the most basic level. Like, yes, mindset's important. Habits are important, like, getting your why is important, but, like, let's also just bring it back down a little bit and just talk about moving, right? This idea of, like, being a more active person and, like, building that slowly into your life, um, I think it's really important and, like, we're kind of, like, in this space of let's get back down to basics mm-hmm. um, and move away from, like, our mindset and stuff and let's just, like make it really simple. Right. 
Yeah. And so, you know, so if you do are someone that fit finds that, you know, getting longer workouts in or following a consistent workout routine seems to be there is a lot of barriers for you in terms of being able to remain consistent with that, then this is a really good episode for you because we're we're talking about this outside of the context of like scheduled a scheduled workout routine. Yes. So but also if you are somebody that is really good about you know, staying consistent with your workouts, um, and you do already follow some form of exercise regimen that you like, this is also something that you can do outside of that. So like an example that I have is like that whenever, whenever people are trying hard to lose weight, you know, that's, it's kind of twofold. It's that we focus on nutrition and then we focus on strength training or exercise in some form. Um, and then there's this other thing called meat where this is basically like how we measure your physical activity outside of exercise. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, that also is basically just referring to your activity levels during the day, doing literally anything, walking around in the grocery store, walking your dog, moving around the house, cleaning the house, cleaning the house, like things like that. Just like how active are you in your daily life? That's not a workout. So if you are somebody that works out consistently, this this episode still applies to you. Right. Um, but if you're not, this is a great place to start. Yeah. And um, I don't know if this is a good place to plug this, but I'm just going to... Something I was just thinking about is, like, I grew up in Missouri. And, you know, generally when I was growing up there, being active was, like, definitely not part of my culture growing up. You know, like, we drove everywhere like we had a car, you didn't really have, you like, you know, would drive, drive to the store, park outside the store, walk in, maybe walk around the store and then like get back in your car and drive back home. Mm-hmm. And that was just like very much a part of the culture that I grew up in. And when I moved to New York City, it was like totally different, right? The culture was very movement based because you're like taking the subway, you're walking to and from your apartment to the store or like whatever. And I remember when we moved to Texas and it was like we were going to become much more car dependent again, right? And like I was so scared moving here because I was afraid of like going back into that like non-movement lifestyle that I had when I was living in Missouri. And like once we moved here, we had to be really intentional Mm -hmm. about making sure we were getting in our movement outside of our workouts. Right. And I think like the intentionality is the important piece um, when we're thinking about like moving our bodies and like meeting these like guidelines, right? Like it's not just going to happen for some of us depending on where we live, Mm -hmm. you know? So you really have to think about like, well, what are my circumstances and how can I be intentional about just like adding in a little bit so that I'm making sure that I'm meeting those guidelines. Right. And even if your goal is not weight loss, this is also something that just, we're talking about this outside of, I just use that as an example, but we're referring to this in, in the more broader context of just like our health requirements. Totally. Right. To like live a happy, healthy life. Like these are, this is why the CDC, the World Health Organization, like put these you know, guidelines out there, right? Because there's obviously health benefits that are attached to it. So if you're listening to to this and you're thinking like, oh, well, whatever, like I get, I I have my workout routine and I do that. And so that kind of checks that box, like depending on the routine, like that could be true. Like if you're somebody that works out four or five times a week, like, yeah, absolutely. Like you're meeting those guidelines, but you know, the reason why I use the weight loss example is because, you know, 
I know for some people scheduling and getting that movement in, even in terms of their exercise routine, is a big challenge. So like if you're somebody that maybe works out a couple of times a week and you think about that in the broader context of time throughout the week, that's really only maybe two hours right out of the whole out of the whole week. So that that would be 120 minutes, like I said, which is still falls under. You know, but I mean that like that making up that extra 30 minutes or beyond, this is kind of where this like daily movement practice comes in. And it's, and it's just literally being more mindful about finding small ways that you can incorporate a little bit more activity throughout your day without it being something that's like high barrier, high effort. Right. And I just want to plug that like the CDC doesn't put out these guidelines, I'm assuming just for like weight loss reasons, right? No, like, no, this is there, like... There are so many benefits to um, health benefits, right? To being more active. Um, and like, of course, I'll plug that there's so many mental health benefits to being more active. You know, it's like a great stress reliever. It's a great way to process anxiety or, you know, if you're struggling with depression, um, these are being more movement focused is a great way to like tackle and break down some of those, um, some of those barriers that we might have. Um, and right, Ryan's pulling this up on the CDC website right now. It says it can reduce your risk of depression, anxiety, and help you sleep better, um, which are just... I personally just, that's for me, like, why I make walking outside, right? I work out about five times, five or six times a week, but then I'm also, like, consistently walking, and that's why. It's, like, to maintain and to reduce my susceptibility to, like, these these more larger mental health um, concerns. Right, and I think it's also really important especially now when our our immune systems are being tested totally like our you know what i mean it is we do have more barriers um you know it's summer in texas right now so it's really really hot outside and so for a lot of people who maybe tend to get out and walk or like to go on runs or hikes or whatever it's a little bit more challenging to get that in just because like the heat is so bad but like this is why we're going to talk about a lot of different other, you know, ways to get some extra movement in. Um, if, you know, something specific that you used to do, you feel like for whatever reason, COVID is, you know, potentially a, you know, a barrier, a barrier sure. for you. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we talk a lot about weight loss, I guess. But again, we're going to kind of like nix that for today because there's so many other health benefits um, in terms of meeting these physical activity guidelines. So like Rachel mentioned, like, you know, right now, depression and anxiety um, are at an all-time, all-time high, high just right. simply because of people what we're dealing with being right in now. quarantine and social distancing and not being able to see friends and family and maybe even just like fear um, totally. and anxiety over maybe getting COVID or being in a situation like that where yes. you could get it or maybe you've had it and you're trying to come back from it, right? And like, so there's a lot of like mental things that are happening right now that obviously have a very strong impact on how we're eating, how we're sleeping and our ability to be able to move throughout the day. So those are some kind of like the immediate benefits of, you know, incorporating more movement into your day. But also there's like more long-term ones, right? So I feel like the, the typical demographic of this podcast is, you know, skews a little bit on the younger side sure you know like 30 to 40 age group i think um minus both of our dads (laughs) minus both of our dads um 
But, you know, it's not just because we are maybe skewing a little bit younger on the younger side in terms of demographics, like we still have very real threats to our overall health, right? Um, Whether it's hereditary or something that you're predisposed to or just something that we, you know, get along the way, just like getting older, right? But incorporating more movement and exercise into your routine obviously has does wonders for brain health heart health preventing cancer maintaining a healthy weight um making our bones stronger also improved balance and coordination um and these things might not seem like an immediate threat sure but why would you want to wait for that to be an immediate right ryan and i talk about this a lot like you know, everything that we are doing right now in terms of like fitness, nutrition, just maintaining our movement is like, we don't want to get to a point where it's like, it's too late. And now we're being um, reactive rather than proactive. Mm -hmm. So like, why not be proactive when we're like in this space where we're able to do that? Um, And I just want to like point out again that I think, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but you know, Ryan just mentioned like some of the immediate benefits of movement, right? So if you think about it in two categories, we have like long-term support and then we have like immediate things, right? So like in the moment, if we just take a walk, like we're going to improve our sleep quality, we're going to lower our anxiety, we're going to reduce our blood pressure like this. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Right. Right. And so it's just interesting to kind of think about like Yes, you're helping your long-term, but you're also helping right there in the moment um, deal with some, like, pretty challenging things. Right. And so it's like, I think what I like about talking about it this way is that you're breaking out of that mindset of, like, always having to work towards, like, goals that might take a long time to achieve. So, like, if you're trying to lose 20 pounds, like, that's going to take a long time. Yes. And I think it gets frustrating for some people because they want to see some kind of immediate reward or benefit. Um, Or, you know, if you're, like, training for an event or you're trying to put on muscle mass or you're just trying to gain strength, like, these are all things that require consistency over the long term that doesn't mean you're not going to hit really important milestones along the way but I think when you think about exercise or movement in general from just like a broader health perspective some of those immediate benefits become a little bit more valuable to you because you're focusing on you know the long-term health right but you still get some of those immediate benefits so like right literally getting outside for like a 20-minute walk if you're like hyper stressed or something dealing with something can immediately like right then and there improve your mood right and I think for me that's what has made it help make it become a habit because it's like I do the thing the action of movement and then I'm immediately rewarded for it right and so then it becomes habitual where it's like oh no I'm like starting to spiral out about this thing going on at work maybe I just need to step outside and take a 10 minute walk and look at that I like immediately feel better yeah right yeah for sure I was also like the book that I'm listening to now is called the comfort crisis and he in the most recent chapter I listened to he's the author's talking about um how our brains are always focusing on something yes and we don't usually have a lot of opportunities where our brains are unfocused and so he split it into focused and unfocused time and he was saying that like we're so uncomfortable 
with not being entertained and not allowing ourselves to be bored that we constantly are stimulated by something. Sure. So like even if I'm not working or I'm not doing anything and maybe I'm just laying on the couch zoning out watching a Netflix show, like I'm still my brain is still focused on something. Yes. Um or even if I'm just like sitting here having an iPhone binge and just like scrolling Instagram, like my brain even though it feels very low energy and chill like my brain is still focusing on something right and so or even men sometimes i'm guilty of this because i like to listen to audiobooks like even when i'm like out walking the dog like i'm listening to this audiobook that he's talking about this right? Right, right so even then my brain is focused on something and so when i think about this daily movement practice now i'm also kind of it made me think about it like also thinking about it in the context of allowing my brain unfocused time to like actually relax and not be stimulated by something and then just being able to absorb my environment but also allow my mind to kind of wander yes and process things yes and how important that simply is to lower our stress levels um and improve our mood and stuff like that where we just give ourselves uh, a time out and where we don't have anything going on um that could be you know riding around obviously we're talking about movement so I want you to go on a walk you know but sometimes like when I'm driving like I don't listen to anything I don't listen I and I just like completely quiet and I allow my brain to just kind of like wander yeah so anyway bringing it back to movement though this is also why I think this can really improve our daily lives because we don't need to be like entertained by something totally so we've set y'all up with like a really strong why Right? Why is this important? Why do we need to think about being more active? And now we just want to break it down and give you all some examples of like how this could live in your daily life um, and how you can incorporate this in like a low effort kind of way. I know that sometimes for me, maybe I've had a really hard day at work and just the thought of coming home and doing like an hour and a half intensive, you know, weightlifting uh a session where I'm like hitting PRs and stuff like just doesn't feel right and I'll be like all right instead I'm gonna go on like an hour-long walk like I book you know I already bookmarked that time so I'm just gonna take an hour-long walk and it's like low effort I don't need to do anything I just need to put on some shoes and like get out there right um so I think that is where this can be really helpful is it's like Try not to think of it as like this huge commitment all, you know, I'm trying, I have to do all this and I have to find a gym and I have to find a plan and like all this, right? Like think about low lift things that you can do to start incorporating this into your life Um, and just starting by doing something that you can do each day for 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. So like if you're just getting started out and you want to try to incorporate movement into your day and obviously maybe... At this point, like incorporating longer workouts maybe seems like a big barrier for you. Um, It doesn't need to be that structured. Um, It can literally just be something like Rachel said, where like, I want you to start thinking about things that you can do for like, for as little as 10 minutes. Yep. Okay. And so obviously, like she said, you know, that should be something that's like very, very low effort. Yeah. You don't need a lot of planning. You don't need any equipment. You can like literally, so like I'll share mine um, to start out with. So like one thing that I am trying to improve, um, is my flexibility. And so when I wake up in the morning, like usually the mornings are the hardest for me because I wake up and I'm immediately tired and I immediately get overwhelmed about things that I need to do that day. And it's not a real fun way to start out the day. And what I used to do is just like, 
chug a glass of water and pour my coffee and then just like sit in this armchair for like literally 30 minutes, just like mentally preparing myself. Um, but that made the start of my day way slower. And I was realizing that even after I drink a cup of coffee and allow myself to just like slowly wake up, I still didn't feel very energized, right? Because I'm not moving. Yep. And when we wake up, we need water, we need air, and we need to move. Totally. And I wasn't really checking any of those boxes. <laughs> so uh, what I started doing is I, I, I found this app that I really like. It's called Romwad. Um, and it basically it just has like a bunch of stretching routines. So I was like, well, let me kill two birds with one stone. And I literally spend 10 minutes just stretching. Yep. And like, that's it. Like 10 minutes. Some days I have time to do more and I'll do it. Some days I'm in a rush, but like... And I don't even think about it. I just wake up and I immediately do it. And I'm going to tell you, I feel incredible after. I feel so much better. I feel more energized. I feel ready to start the day. My mind feels clear because I'm not having to really focus on anything. It's just like very low barrier. So like that's my one of the things that I do in terms of my daily movement practice that's like literally only 10 minutes. And it's like completely changed my approach to how I wake up. Yeah, similar to Ryan, um, I actually have like a whole routine that I do in the morning. I read uh, a book last summer um, called The Miracle Morning, and it like just changed my entire approach to how I wake up in the morning, which like obviously I wake up very early, like 5 a.m. because I go work in a school. Um, But uh, regardless, part of that morning routine that I do is exercise. Um, and obviously like, I'm not going to do a full workout at 5am. That's just like, not me. I don't want to do that. Um, some people are into that and you know, all the power to them. Um, but I do take, uh, our dog on just like the shortest five minute walk right around the block. I just do one loop and that's it. Um, and that's like how I just jumpstart my morning with like a quick, um, walk, right. Just outside low lift. I do it. And then I jump in the car and I go to work. Yeah. Um, another thing, um, that Ryan and I started doing, we actually did this last night, uh, cause it's been so brutally hot in Texas in and we've August. we've still been spending like a lot of time outside. Yes. We spend a lot of time outside, but like last weekend, for example, we like both worked out in our garage gym and then we went to play golf and then we were like going to take our dog to the park and we were like, okay. Yeah. So this weekend I was like, you know what? I definitely want to move, but I'm like way too hot. Like yeah. I just need, I need a breather. Um, and so we went to the mall. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we just go there and we walk the whole mall, yeah. you know, like we start at one end and we make sure we go down all the little side, you know, um, halls and make sure we go on both levels. And I think we left and we had each gotten like 6,000 steps or something. Right, right. And so it's like, I was telling one of my friends about this on Friday and she was like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, I feel like after the whole week where I'm just like sitting at a computer and just like sitting, 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 like, even though I've worked out, like, I just feel so antsy and like, I want to do something, but I might not have the energy to like, obviously I've already worked out, but like, I might not have, like Rachel said, like, I just didn't want to be outside, but I also didn't want to just be like sitting at home on the couch. Totally. And so like, that's a great, it was, it felt like a great compromise (laughs) where it's like, yeah, like sometimes I'll go to Target and just walk around because it's AC in there and like, whatever, just look at stuff, walk around for a minute. I mean, 
you know, one lap around, even just shopping in a store can be what, 20, 30 minutes. And usually you can get a thousand steps in or something like that. So totally. we're just like showing you ways. Like, I'm sure these are things that you already need to do on a daily basis. You might need to go to the grocery store. Like that counts. Like, yeah, I know some people who like go to the grocery store and like will intentionally walk down every single aisle, like both ways just to get maximum steps. Yeah. Um, And, you know, maybe they don't need to buy or like something in the aisle, but they'll still walk down it just to like get a few extra steps in. Right. So that's something you could do as well. Um, so yeah, so we've covered stretching, walking in stores, or different, different yeah. ways to get your steps walking in. Walking outside, obviously, like that goes without saying. If you have a dog, um, this is awesome, right? Because it's like double benefits. Your dog's getting exercise and you're getting exercise. So yeah. um, I, I love walking outside. It's, it's like a big part of my day. Right. Um, and again, like we're keeping this low barrier. So don't be concerned about like how many steps you're getting or how far you're going or like whatever. Like we're literally talking about 10 minutes here. So like, yeah, same thing. Like if I have a break in between calls or whatever, and I just like need to get up and move, like I'll literally take Dan, same thing and just do one lap around the block. It usually takes a little under 10 minutes, but you know, you know, that's like plenty. And that really adds up. The whole purpose of this is that day after day like this really does start to accumulate so it might not sound like a lot um but it can do wonders for you in the moment if you need to clear your head and and just move a little bit um but yeah walking around the block is one stretching like i said 10 minutes before after work or during your lunch break um and then there's other ways that you can incorporate movement into like when you are going to the store, if you do live somewhere that it's like heavy reliant on cars, like another thing that we do is like we'll park further away yeah. from the door. And honestly, <laughs> I don't even do that because of movement. I do it because I hate circling to find a spot. Yeah. Like I'd much rather just like park farther away than have to like circle four times to like find a closer spot. Like I'm like, just get me out of this car. Just like get me into where I want to go. Yeah. But there's like an added bonus of like, you know, it's an extra... A little bit of a walk to get into wherever you're going. Right. Um, and then obviously, like, if you're in a place where there's stairs, like, opt for those instead. Right. Taking stairs instead of taking the elevator. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe there is, like, a little mini 10-minute workout routine that you can do. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to give other examples that weren't, that weren't like, specific. Exercise. It's all movement yeah. or exercise, I guess. But just... So that it doesn't feel like a workout that you have to do. Like, these are just, like, daily things that you can do throughout your day. Right. And it's not about, like, breaking a sweat and, like, getting your heart rate up and no, all like, this. Even cleaning the house. or like. Oh, it, yeah, y'all. There were some stuff, oh, like, like, people are saying, oh, how many calories can you burn vacuuming? I mean, I don't know. I think it's a lot. But, like, again, like, we're not really talking about calorie burn or anything like that. We're just literally talking about ways to move our bodies so that we're not just, like, sitting all day and stewing yeah, and... yeah. I mean, when we, um, over in February, when we had that big winter storm in Texas, like, we were obviously pretty housebound um, because there was so much ice and stuff on the ground. We couldn't really get outside to walk like we normally would. Um, so we just, like, I mean, I cleaned the house a bunch just so I could, like, have a reason to be walking around and, like, moving and, like, get up because it was much, much harder to, like, find ways to get movement in during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just thinking, thinking about things that it's like, it's not about the intensity, right? It's not about like, oh, I've, I've gotten the sweat going or whatever. It's like just about building that, um, relationship with moving your body 
daily. Yeah. And I think even just being, having that awareness, you know, and you're like trying to do that more, um, you know, like that can literally be like one thing I started doing during COVID too, like when I would have to be on calls and stuff is like, I would literally just be in the office, like pacing back and forth. Yeah. Or like we have a backyard. So like I would take calls in the backyard and just walk circles yeah. You know, it's like kind of weird, but it whatever. It's like I'm still moving instead of just sitting down and taking a call. Right. But yeah, this isn't this isn't about like calorie burn, like how many calories did you burn yesterday? Like this isn't really about that. This is like Rachel said, like just creating that good relationship with movement, getting creative creative and being a little bit more aware of like how you can incorporate more uh, movement and so you can have that good relationship with it and it doesn't feel like this huge barrier this like huge daunting task like like we said like this should feel very low effort and something that's like easy to implement and so so that it's easy for you to be successful with it yeah like for example like when I realize like oh I'm spending this time just like sitting here drinking a cup of coffee like even though that is very peaceful and something that I do like to do 10 minutes of that time helped me feel so much better just like stretching totally right so like that helped me create a better relationship with my body and a better relationship with waking up in the morning just simply by adding that in so this isn't about like getting results or like improving your physique although it will improve your health and it will improve your physique like we're just trying to get you to think about it in a different way totally um so yeah, take some time this week to think about kind of like what your daily movement practice would be. Look at your routine currently, look at what your schedule is, you know, try to get creative in terms of how you can incorporate some stuff in um, just to help you, so help you to feel better. Yeah. And we gave y'all about like five or six examples, but if you have other things that you do, like Ryan and I said, like our silly thing is that we go walk laps in the mall um if you have things like that like let us know like we'd love to hear from you and hear what y'all are doing to keep your movement um up um I always think it's interesting to like share different best practices with people because sometimes it's like something you would have never thought of yeah absolutely um so that's it for our episode on movement um I'm really excited because Ryan and I over the next few weeks are going to dive into different um, styles of exercise and we're going to give you a ton of information um, on on that Um, and like I said we're really bringing it back down to the basics and like let's get um, super familiar with different types of exercises that we do Um, and like uh, yeah I'm really excited to talk about that yeah yeah definitely cool thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week have a great week y'all and try to get that movement in yep bye bye